wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. Last week, we had Dallas Bodily with Whiskey Willow Ranch with us. He is back. We uh, rescued a white-tailed deer, and he come off of a high fence ranch. Not sure what happened to his mama. Was, wasn't going to make it if we didn't if somebody didn't take care of him, so we uh, went ahead and adopted him. Well, I've never dealt with a bottle baby, because I didn't realize that you got to feed them like five or six times a day, and in the middle of the night, they're going to be making noises if you're not. He's like a normal baby. He's not sure if he's a dog or a deer at this point. You walk out in the yard, he just jumps on you and loves on you and he's like your best friends and you all have probably one of the nicest places that i've been to you have rolling hills you have good cover you have lots of green grass you have water you've got everything that an animal needs to survive welcome to hunting day with stephen robbins now for your host stephen robbins all right guys and gals welcome back to another episode of hunting day Last week, we had Dallas Bodily with Whiskey Willow Ranch with us, and he is back for another episode. And last week, we talked about how we met and some of the different hunting stories and different trips that we've been on together. And uh, I wanted to bring him back because he he recently, um, I want to say, fulfilled one of my dreams, and that is to buy a ranch in Texas. And he bought a really nice ranch, uh, me, April, and the kids. Went down there and took a visit of it, took a tour um, there in March during our Texas trip. And let me tell you, this ranch is beautiful and it's got it all. He's got all kinds of exotics as well as some native whitetail and turkey. And before I ruin it, Dallas, welcome back. Glad to be back. And uh, Dallas, I'm going to let you uh, tell us about your ranch and different different ideas and and different dreams that you have for it so we're pretty much like you i mean it's always been a lifelong dream it's still a dream every time i go down there i mean i can't believe we actually have it so we're starting some breeding programs different axes great genetics some fallow deer with some good genetics when we bought it it had some black bucks on it and a few other animals but for the most part we've kind of tried to start with some good genetics to get everything going and we partnered up with Royal Creek and Stevie and done some pretty great things so far. I mean, uh, our biggest deal now uh, is the Ibacor, basically a Nubian Ibex and Markor cross that we're breeding. And we're super excited about it. It's uh, something that's not really done much, uh, kind of a little off off the beaten path for most people so yeah that is definitely something that i think is pretty exciting because i'd reached out to dallas and i said hey if if there's any type of animals that you're looking to put on that ranch that i can be a part of let me know because i'm all about conservation and i think our listeners have come to realize that through previous episodes that we are we are just as much for the animal as we are as that we want to hunt them, but we want to see them thrive and, and become, you know, basically well-established. And so, um, Dallas said, yeah, we're looking at some newbie and Ibexes. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, because that is one thing that 
I want to travel to Europe and, and take free ranging. However, right now that's not in the, in the works for me because of, of everything that I've got going on here, um, at home and as well as at, with work. And so, um, the closest I'm going to get to that is to hunt them either free ranging in, I believe it's New Mexico. Um, there may be some like free range in West Texas, but I, I'm not a hundred percent on that one. But, uh, the, the chances of drawing that tag and, and Tim Wells addressed that last week was, or two weeks ago now was, um, it's, a like a, a very low, like 7% chance of drawing. And so I partnered up with Dallas and we, we purchased, uh, I believe it was five Nubian Ibexes and, uh, one of which has become kind of like the ranch mascot, I believe. I think he's safe. He knows uh, he figured, <laughs> he figured the system out real quick. <laughs> well, I, not so much me. My wife's figured this system out. I'm not sure if we have a hunting ranch or if we have a petting zoo at this point, but <laughs> we're, we're yeah. She, she, I told her if she names them, it's pretty much over because we can't shoot them anymore. So she's got the one that she hand feeds down there that she calls Frank. And now Frank has friends. So now they're Frank and friends. <laughs> they, they hang out by the house. And so he's pretty much off limits now, but he's got some females and they're, they're not so friendly that they, they hang don't stay right next to the house so we'll, we'll, i'm sure we'll get up with a pretty good herd of them but yeah this we got one one of them for sure that we are pretty much off limits now between that one and then we got a uh, rescue deer that we long story short there we uh rescued a deer white-tailed deer and they uh come off of a high fence ranch not sure what happened to his mama but he just was, wasn't going to make it if we didn't, if somebody didn't take care of him. So we uh, went ahead and adopted him. Well, I've never dealt with a bottle baby. So that was a whole nother experience to start with because I didn't realize that you got to feed them like five or six times a day. And in the middle of the night, they're going to be making noises if you're not. So, so he's to the point now where he eats about three times a day and he, he does pretty good, but he's so a, he's like a normal baby. <laughs> yeah. So it, <laughs> He's not sure if he's a dog or a deer at this point because he's been hanging out in the yard with the dogs for so long. <laughs> he's just, he uh, pretty much, you walk out in the yard, he just jumps on you and loves on you and he's like your best friend. So uh, we had picked him up at the ranch and we was going, we had to go seven hours home. So to bring him with us, we wasn't sure how to work, make it work. So we put him in a dog kennel. So seven hours in a truck with a uh, a schnauzer, a Doberman, and a deer was a quite the adventure getting home. <laughs> but, but he he didn't have much problem. He laid in the kennel just like dogwood, and we got to Van Horn, Texas, and uh, got him out and put him on a leash and was walking around the middle of town. You should have seen people's faces. They, they couldn't figure out what the heck was going on. Some dude out here walking around a deer in the middle of town. But <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, he's, he's doing great, holding up great. He's just about off the bottle now, so it's been quite the adventure for sure. He'll be off the 
the the deer bottle and soon to be on the whiskey bottle there at the Whiskey Willow Ranch. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> <you> might be. <laughs> That's awesome. So you uh you <laughs> it's funny how as hunters we can talk about these stories because like I said, and most people think we're just killers, but we care about animals and to a point that we want to see them thrive. And I know I've already talked about that, so I don't want to beat that. But you have you you rescued a fawn that was sure death was imminent, and you you and yeah. Nikki took him and you brought him into your home and saved him. And I know that kind of goes against nature because nature is cruel, and um, way there nature is really cruel, and to the fact that 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 fawn would have most likely starved to death or died of dehydration if it didn't get attacked by coyotes or bobcat or something like that, that would have killed it. Um, but you all have rescued Leonard, right? That's his name, Leonard. Yeah, and Leonard. Uh, so we've got Leonard and we got Frank. Frank pretty much runs the place. He He's right there in charge of everything right in the yard. For that, sure. That's awesome. So you got Frank. All right. So we, we've got the five Nubians, but we also have, 10 of the Nubian and Markor crosses. And you you actually have a, a really nice Markor that we're going to establish in the breeding program as well. And uh, the whole idea behind these Nubians and the, the Markor was to establish a breeding program for them and to, on part of your ranch, allow people to hunt certain select ones that we want to cull. The overall goal was to grow a really nice herd. And we'll make future plans for that herd as well. But the Abacor, um, I don't know if that's even a thing. Um, I, we're going to call it that. Maybe we should trademark it and get some T-shirts. But <laughs> Abacors, but that's going to be the Nubian Ibex and the Markor Cross. And we're going to call them Abacors and, uh, yeah. exclusively at Whiskey Willow Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We should definitely do that. Uh, no, I've heard the, I've heard the term Ibacor before, but I, I don't know if it's necessarily associated with this specific animal, but. Well, theirs pretty, isn't as good as ours, so. <laughs> no, definitely. It definitely fits them. An Ibex and a Markor. I mean, Ibacor, I mean, it just rolls off the tongue. It's one of them. We should definitely call it that, if, even if it's not. Yeah, right. I like it. I like it. But in addition to these Ibexes, I mean, you've got a really nice, what I would consider um, a very good foundation that you've established with your Axis breeding program. And uh, I know that that is going to be something that will be a huge staple with Whiskey Willow Ranch is going to be your Axis breeding as well as your fallow breeding. And uh, I'll let you touch base on both of those programs and what you've been able, you and Nikki have been able to establish. Uh, so far, I mean, it's, we've got pretty young herds, but, uh, for those that are familiar with Axis, we have about a 33 inch two year old, uh, his caudals are the same length as his main beams. He's got great eye guards, uh, come out of a great genetics. We've got about 10 doses with him now. I think that's going to be a, a huge program that we could probably market really well, uh, as far as the fallow go, we have picked up some fantastic genetics, probably top of the line uh, European genetics from some of the breeders in the local area. Uh, we've had 
we got tied in with some great people that have helped us out getting us started getting helping us get everything rolling so i think in the future there's definitely some potential to be some of the best in the world i mean the biggest in the world yeah and so your plan with these both of these programs is going to be one you're going to offer hunting there at your ranch for them but you're also going to be selling fawns correct yeah we'll we'll end up at some point we'll end up to the point where we'll have the genetic line to where it's pushed to where it's strong enough that we can sell fawns to some of these other people that want to start a breeding program to help with the uh, conservation and everything else that I mean, we're not, we're not a huge place, but we're definitely got the potential to get our place to where we want it. Plus be able to help somebody else get their place going. So I mean, there's several other people. Yeah. I've, I've hunted a lot of ranches now, probably there, I, I would say there's a lot of people that have hunted more ranches than me, but I've hunted a lot of ranches there in South Texas and West Texas. And you all have probably one of the nicest places that I've been to. And, uh, and I don't just say that because I know you and I have, you know, money invested in this as far as the animals at your place, but you have rolling hills, you have good cover, you have lots of, uh, green grass, you have water, there's, you've got everything that an animal needs to survive and not just to survive, but to thrive. And so with what you're bringing in as far as genetics as, uh, with your animal base, I think in the next five to six years, maybe, maybe sooner, um, you're going to see a really good growth potential, or you're going to see a really good growth in your animals as well as your property, because not just improving the animals and the genetics that they come along with, but you're improving your property as well. And what you and Nikki have done there is second to none. It's first class. And it's one of those things where I like to just show up and see all the hard work that you all have done it, but I also get to enjoy it. So I know that probably sounds terrible, but <laughs> let you do all the hard work and I'm just going to show up and enjoy it. And, uh, that's so far, that's what I've done. And it's worked out really well for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we take a look at what we got down there. Uh, we've definitely tried to structure everything as far as water and feed. And, um, we don't have a lot as far as food plots, but we have a lot of plans for, advancements uh our feeding program has been pretty phenomenal so far as i mean to be able to get feed and placement for where animals want to be uh i think that we've seen a lot of growth just because of that since we got the place there's a few animals on it and as far as like the cover and stuff like you you was talking about we had we had the place nine months and there's two red stag cows that showed up and we have no idea where they come from. We didn't even know they were there. Wow. So there's a lot of cover that's not even accessible to say, to speak of. Yeah. And, uh, so two red stag cows show up. So now you're just waiting for that 400 inch bull to show up, right? <laughs> yeah, I keep hoping he's going to show up. I haven't seen him yet, but he's, hell, he, there's a potential that he might be there somewhere. There ain't no telling. Yeah. No, something that we've, we've seen in the market is, uh, with these animals is right now, there's a lot of ranchers that are having trouble getting feed and have access to food that unless it's self-sustaining on their own property. But, uh, you and Nikki were able to kind of almost foreshad 
foreshadowed that this was going to happen and y'all were um y'all were able to stock up uh, i i mean i know feed has expiration on it but y'all were able to to at least at this point um beat the system in that regard because when people right now are offloading animals you're picking animals up yeah we we was pretty pretty uh fortunate to be able to get ahead of that deal we jumped on a lot of the hay corn protein uh cotton seed when it was in season we've been able to store it in dry storage for the most part and uh yeah we was really fortunate to get ahead of it now that people are having a trouble feeding animals they're starting to unload a lot of them and we are in a in a sense benefiting from it yeah yeah, because our, uh, our next, I got Dallas right now looking for two kudu bulls. And uh, I've, I'm, me and April are, that's next on our list. And we, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that because of all the things that we're doing with all the different animals, um, kudu, I know they're an African animal, and I don't plan on going to Africa anytime soon. Um, I know actually speaking of Africa, Dallas and Nikki have a place in Africa and, uh, they have an outfitting business over there as well. And he has tried to get me to go to Africa. Um, what y'all have had it now for five years. Yeah. And, uh, I told him, I texted him the other day. I said, put two of them on the boat and get them over here. (laughs) Yeah. We, 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 we actually started, that's where our breeding program started. We partnered with a ranch in south africa we had acquired some several animals from gimsbuck to zebras uh kudu wildebeest impala we have a lot of stuff that we uh, acquired over there that we kind of just started our breeding program with and it's kind of advanced from there to where we're uh i don't know if i should talk about it too much yet but we're in the process of trying to bring some of our genetics from over there over here so if when that happens it's gonna it's gonna blow up down here i mean as far as our ranch goes it's gonna be exponential to just expand our possibilities are pretty much endless once we get to the point where we can do that that's awesome and i don't even know if i should say this um, but we're going to say it. If you can get some lions and get them brought over, I have two women in my life right now that want to go on a lion hunt and one's name is April and the other one's name is Ava. And actually Ava just, uh, her, um, her, I don't want to say lifelong dream cause the girl's only eight years old, but her newest dream because her dream changes a lot on what she wants to do and where she wants to go. But, uh, she wants to go hunt a lion and a mountain lion just won't suffice. It's gotta be an African lion. And, uh, so if you can get, uh, maybe two of those over here, that would be, <laughs> that'd be great. I don't know how you're going to get them through customs, but, uh, <laughs> put them in a crate like you did Leonard. <laughs> Uh, i'd have to get three definitely because i'm pretty sure that's on my wife's bucket list yeah so and yeah if you if you got two for us you better get one for her that's for sure yeah that's for sure yep well good deal well dallas man i really appreciate you being back on again this week and uh we had a really good time the last two weeks talking about oh just catching up and uh 
sharing some old hunting stories, but as well as hearing about what you got going on with Whiskey Willow. And, uh, man, I tell you what, I'm proud of you, you and Nikki. I've seen what you all have done over the last, I guess, 14 years now. And uh, it's it's nothing short of amazing. Y'all are a pretty special couple, and y'all are some really great friends of ours. And uh, I'm uh, I'm really happy for you, and thanks for being on the show again this week. I appreciate you having me on again. Uh, can't express the gratitude of you're helping us out with everything that you guys have gotten, got involved with. So look forward to all our future endeavors, man. It, there, there's a lot to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dallas, before I let you go, there's one question that I ask everybody, and this one's probably going to be – this one might be a little challenge for you because you've done a lot of things. Um, if you could hunt anywhere in the world – where would you go and what would you do? That is a tough one. Um, I still got to say New Zealand red stag. I mean, that's got to be the top. I mean, I've killed a couple of red stag, but it's just not, it's not there. It's that's, that's my bucket list here. Okay. I like it. New Zealand red stag. I'm thinking probably with that seven MM. Oh, most definitely. Unless I get it with a bow and that might be Ooh. a little more of a challenge. But it'd be fun. I'll be on one ridge pointing this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be on the other one pointing the other way. Yeah. And uh, just from the videos that I've seen in pictures, New Zealand's pretty steep. So once you uh, once you take off, <laughs> I think you want to make sure you you know exactly where you're going. <laughs> yeah. but, I've uh, seen a lot of helicopters over there, and I'm pretty sure I know why now. Yeah, helicopter red stag hunting. That's what I'm talking about. uh but dallas again i really appreciate it and uh if anyone wanted to get a hold of you uh on facebook or instagram how how could they reach you uh whiskey willow ranch on facebook uh whiskey willow one on instagram and if you can't get a hold of me that way get a hold of stevie he's got my number he can get it he can get you in touch with me copy that all right and that's whiskey with an e so just just so that all of our listeners know whiskey with an e and feel free to reach out to me i will gladly give you dallas's phone number (laughs) (laughs) i should have never said that we've we've got permission (laughs) hey and to all of our listeners we thank you for everything that you all have done your support and uh keep hunting and doing what god calls you to do thank you for listening to hunting day with stephen robbins don't forget to like comment subscribe If you'd like to follow, you can find Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hunt Day and Facebook at Stephen Robbins HD. If you'd like to reach Stephen, you can email him at stephen.huntingday at gmail.com.